Hello and welcome everyone to episode 28 of the Passion Effects podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Welcome. If you're new here, welcome to you. My name is Jack Pittman and the purpose of the Passion Effect is we talk to people who have successfully followed their passions to inspire you to find happiness and purpose through your passions. I'm so excited for today's episode. I'm joined with Sam Rigney, who is the lead vocalist and guitar player for the band Highline. Sam is here to share his passion for music. And in 2019, Sam and three other schoolmates came together and they started a band named Highline. Highline is an anthem rock band and since forming in 2019, they played at various venues across Sydney, including the Vanguard, Freighters and the Lansdowne Hotel to sold out crowds. Sam Rigney, it is a pleasure to have you on The Passion of Fact. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure to have you. And I guess I want to start this conversation, Sam, by asking you, where did your music journey start? Like, what were your first memories of music? Uh, I, I was very much, I reckon, conditioned, <laughs> in a sense, by, by like my, my, my dad and my family. Um, my dad comes from a musical background and was, you know, playing in uh, bands and pubs when he was you know, my age. So, um, yeah, from the moment I was born, I was pretty much, you know, happy given a guitar and stuff like that. And um, he would teach me how to play. So, yeah, I, it started from as young as like four, I reckon. And then I just, you know, built into it, started probably learning it around six, seven. And, uh, yeah, I just took off from there. Did you have any inspirations other than your dad, like favourite bands you looked up to or anything like that when you were growing up? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, one of my probably earliest memories of like music or live music or being really inspired was I went to, I think my, my dad had uh, tickets to Lollapalooza. We were living in Chicago and uh, he, yeah, his mate couldn't come or something and then he was sort of just stuck by himself. So, and I was just begging him to take me, take me, take me, take me. Yeah. And I, I knew kids got him free. I was like, kids are free. you got to take me. <laughs> so he took me along. And um, I remember we saw like Silverchair, Snow Patrol, um, and the headline was Pearl Jam. And you can imagine like, you know, I'm seven years old. We're in Grant Park in Chicago and just 80,000 people, you know, screaming out, you know, Better Man, and, um, Alive and, you know, like Rearview Mirror and just all these songs and this these rock stars just playing to a sold out crowds, fire, fireworks, it was packed. It was so sick to watch. I'm just sitting on my dad's shoulders just in awe. So I definitely reckon that was a big moment for me. And yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough. He took me to lots of concerts and gigs and saw Green Day and um, a bunch of other bands and from a young age. So yeah, I mean, I'd say all that sort of 90s, early noughties rock was um, quite big for me. And speaking of people now, speaking of positive comments and people now coming to your shows, talk to me about this band Highline and how you and your mates sort of came together and like, I guess, what the band's about. Yeah, so we started in 2019. I mean, we, we, we knew each other from school and we played jazz together in the jazz band and loved it. And it was, you know, probably one of the all of our highlight from school was probably our, one of our favorite music um, memories and experiences. And we, um, you know, playing in the jazz band quickly turned to like jamming in like music class and then at lunch. And then we, you know, we played a gig at like a, at like lunchtime once and then assembly. And then it's sort of, you know, we were playing this sort of indie, like just rock 
and just just having fun. And then in 2018, um, our first year out of school, like, I mean, Reese moved overseas, James started working, Jim started his HSC, um, and I was just playing solo stuff. And then um, I think Reese got back towards the end of that year and we, I said, come over, let's, let's, let's jam. And we did. I had a bunch of songs I wrote about a girl in high school and we, you know, started playing them. And a few months later, we were at an open mic night and then, you know, few more months down the track you know we're playing sold out shows and it just sort of took off really quickly and happened like that it's all gone by quite fast really but um I think what's interesting about us is that we weren't by any means like close friends or anything at school it's not like we're a bunch of mates that got together and started playing in a band for fun it was always for us about all right you guys are the best you know, musicians that, you know, we know. And um, we all have this, like, combined love for music and, you know, especially in the space of, like, rock, Britpop, you know, alternative rock stuff. So um, it, for us, it's very much a, a musical project. It's not necessarily, like, a, a social thing. But then through that, we've, you know, grown to like each other a bit more and, <laughs> and, yeah, and become mates. And, you know, we've been lucky enough to, you know, travel with each other a bit and, you know, go on trips away. And, um, you know, we're looking to tour later this year and that'll be, you know, another exciting you know, adventure. So, yeah, it's um, it's a unique dynamic, I'd say. It's, it's four different, very different people. Um, but we come together when we play live and when we record and write songs and it's just... You know, everyone's in their own lane, but it it comes together in a way that makes Highline, you know, in my opinion, great. You know, everyone's got their their little role in the you know, their cog in the machine. So yeah, yeah, it sort of all fits together nicely. Everyone plays their role, and it sort of all comes together in one amazing yeah. punchy sound. But I guess I'm assuming team chemistry is is quite an important part of band, I guess, and understanding each other. Yeah. What was that like at the beginning, early on? So at the beginning, it was very much like we're playing in a band and there were sort of, I mean, all the first songs we released were sort of just my songs I wrote from high school and first year out. So um, it was a bit different. It was more like they were sort of playing my stuff. And then uh, as we have grown. I mean, the other guys are so talented and so smart musically, much more than I ever am or will be. Um, so as we've sort of progressed, yeah, this chemistry and this sort of notion of like a team and like coming together has really grown and built. And I mean, I think you can hear um, definitely in this upcoming EP and this single we've just put out, Staying Sane, um, it's a definitely a culmination of, you know, all of our inputs and our strength and influences as opposed to just, you know, my base um, songwriting. So um, the chemistry is something that we've worked on and just it's just grown naturally and evolved. And we've got this really great system now where, you know, songs typically start out with, you know, a progression and some words I've written and then, it just builds up with like James's input, Jim's, Reese's, and and it's like a we build it like a cake, and it just mm. keeps growing, growing, growing into this 
really big, thick sound with, you know, it's a lot more sophisticated than the old stuff. And yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, we, we bicker and <laughs> argue about certain stuff like, like all bands do. Um, but it's, it's all just in, you know, good faith and we all just want the best. And um, yeah, it's, 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 it really is enjoyable, enjoyable working. It's not a chore. What's the best thing about performing on stage, Sam, with the band? Performing is definitely like the, it's the best part of the whole thing. Like, you know, it's writing and recordings, great fun. Like last year was incredible. Um, but I mean, the live shows are just, it, that's it. Like that's, you know, it's the most fun you can have in my opinion. Um, I'd say the best part of performing would be two things. One is um, the ability to showcase, you know, the hours and you know, the sweat and all the stuff that we put into it to, you know, our f- friends and fans. And, you know, when you get to play a song that you've been, you've had in the bank for so long, and you get to play it live and see people's reactions and faces as, you know, we do what we do. Um, I think that's quite special. And, you know, seeing the reactions and when, you know, when they sing some of the words back, like that's a bucket list item that I've had since I was like seven. So that's been absolutely incredible. But I think my favorite part of our performing is when, as I mentioned, when all four of us, uh, just like in our in our lanes, right? Doing our, you know, playing our role. When we're really into a song, there's one song um, that we have at the moment and it's, you know, like a big, long six-minute song with a breakdown and a big solo. And when that happens, all of us are just so happy and into it. And, and it's just, you know, this really great moment where we all know our role, we've all memorised at the back of our hand, we've rehearsed it to death, we've played it to death, and then we get to do it on stage and show everyone, you know, this is what we do. And we're all just in the zone and um, it's great. I mean, I play four chords for about three minutes just repeating whilst, whilst Reese does this incredible solo and, you know, that's the most fun I have on stage, better than when I'm, you know, singing a high note or anything. Like that that moment for me especially and for everyone, it's our favourite song to play and it's because it's just exactly what we always sort of wanted to make musically. So, um, yeah, I can just be the answer. Is that, is, that, is that a goosebump type of moment for you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, and, uh, you know, like our guitarist, especially in that, in that, in that moment is, you know, incredible. You know, his solos nuts. He's very talented and, um, you know, everyone, all the feedback we've had from, you know, people after shows is a like, wow, that was insane. That last song and B, um, you guys all just look so happy. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're very, sort of, you know, we're just laughing and we're having a good time and, um, really enjoying it. So yeah, every time we play that song, I just, yeah, love it. Definitely a goosebumps moment. Is there a favourite memory that you have performing on stage? Yeah, there's two. I mean, our first gig at the Vanguard was awesome. Like it was you know, the first time playing to a live crowd and, you know, when the, the lights came on in our, uh, for our first song, that was like a, you know, a big shock moment to me. Um, I think our last show at the Lansdowne, before COVID, that is, um, was special. I mean, we sold it out. 
um, you know, which is something I don't think we thought we'd do inside a year of being together. And uh, I mean, the crowd was just, everyone was just going nuts. Like, you know, everyone was singing back songs and um, we played uh, Had To Be Said and, you know, there was a massive mosh pit going on and like a death circle. And it was just like our mates and our fans just being idiots. And it was, it was just, that was like one of the best nights ever really for me. Just quickly on COVID as a band, how did you guys adapt to the whole COVID situation? We really just got stuck into writing and recording these demos and developing this new sound of ours that wasn't basic and raw. It was, you know, we, we really fattened up the sound a lot and, you know, um, experimented with, you know, different chords and synths for the first time. And so we just got really stuck into writing and, um, you know, we then had this, we had about seven songs that we loved. We picked five of them, um, went away to, uh, a farm down South near Barrel and spent three days together, just, you know, phones away. We'd, we'd wake up and we'd from about 10 AM to 10 PM, we'd just be writing and working on songs. And, you know, I'd be telling them for the first time, I'd like, I'd involve the guys in like the, the lyrics process a bit more and, you know, I'd explain to them what the song was about. Oh, this happened with this person and this is what this is about. And, you know, we really, every single like chord, note, pause, hit word was thought about and ironed over by everyone, which was a totally different experience to what we'd done in the first EP where, you know, I pretty much written the whole um, or most of the song and then we just sort of played it, you know? So, um, we really just got involved in writing and then, you know, finished it off. We were lucky enough to go to the Grove studios up in Newcastle, which was like a dream for us. Um, we worked with Jack Negro, who was incredible and, um, and recorded this EP, which, you know, is the best stuff we've done to date by, by far, by far. And it's all because we were all involved and we all worked together. Um, and it was like, our, it's, I'd say it's like our first, um, the first, you know, product that we've produced is, as a as a true band, I reckon. So yeah, I'd say we just really got stuck into the writing. I mean, we still we still played shows. Um, they were different. They were seated, and it was kind of awkward sometimes. You know, when you're playing a you know hard hitting rock song, and everyone's just has to when sit down. Out of their seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So metaphorically, it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was weird, but um, you know, we we played a lot of gigs, and um, there was you know we adapted the set to it, and had to change a few songs and put more acoustic stuff in there. But yeah, we I, I feel like we really did make the most of it. You know, we still play gigs, and we managed to come out of it with um, this EP, which you know we're really excited to show everyone. And a more sophisticated and ever-growing sound. Yeah, definitely, com- completely. Um, refurbished or you know, revamped the sound yeah. for sure. And talk to me, Sam, about this idea of stage presence and how it relates to a band. All bands do it differently, and some bands, you know, such as DMAs, who we love, you know, it's all about the music. There's no crazy, you know, jumping or you know, leg kicks and all that crazy stuff <laughs> some bands do. It's just you know, three guys and bands just performing and just showcasing the music. 
others, um, you know, such as, you know, Spacey Jane and, you know, you know, ACDC. It's all about running around and, you know, putting on a massive show and, you know, being that classic rock star. I think we're definitely like a bit of a mix, um, leaning more towards that DMA's Britpop style. We, you know, we just, we just play and have fun and we don't take ourselves too seriously. I mean, um, we've played with bands that, you know, definitely do, you know, put on a show, so to speak, and, you know, good for them. And that's, that's their sort of thing. They want to go out with that energy. Then that's, you know, that's just the way they do things. But for us, I think our stage presence revolves around a, just playing really tight and playing the music well, and also looking like, you know, we, we just have fun. You know, we're a lot of smiling. There's a lot of interaction with each other and it's not, you know, doing like crazy <laughs> moves or anything. It's just, we're just enjoying each other's company and, and um, enjoying what we're doing. And I think that really shows when we play. But you were also, you also did drama back in high school and you're also involved in musicals. Do you think your drama experience has helped your stage presence in the band in some way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we're still working on getting that personality across. Um, and that just comes with experience, but yeah, I mean, for sure. Like when you have to speak and, um, you know, when a lot of the songs and, you know, I'm telling a story. So I think that, you know, my background in drama and musical theatre sort of helps with that with, you know, facial expressions and stuff. But, um, I think mainly that all that stuff just helped with confidence, you know, being able to get up and play in front of you know, hundreds of people is, isn't easy for you know, most people. So, um, yeah, all that stuff I've definitely carried over. I mean, I loved all the drama I did at school and musical theatre and all of that. And I think um, there's definitely elements of everything I've done in the past that, you know, I carry over into, into Highline mm. and what we do on stage for sure. Yeah, for sure. That extra skill set that you have. I'm just curious what qualities, in your opinion, make a successful band? I think chemistry and working well together is probably the the hardest one i mean um it is hard when you're in a creative uh, environment with you know other people to all agree on some on stuff i think it's you have to develop a system and you have to be willing to compromise on things that you may be very uh passionate about whether it be like you know a lyric or a, a cover art or something like that you know because it's I mean, in our case, it's four people, you know, and it's not my band or it's not Reese's band or James, it's or Jim, it's, it's all of our band. So like if, you know, we have a, um, a, an image we need for, uh, for a cover art, we all sort of have input and we basically run it as a, we have a voting process where it's three to one. So even if I'm so adamant that this photo needs to change, if, you know, if the other three like it, then eh, tough luck, you know? So I think definitely having that chemistry and that, um, that ability to work together in a healthy way, is probably what I would say makes a successful band because, you know, you've got to spend a lot of time together and you've got to agree on a lot of different things, right. From not just the music, but from, you know, a marketing perspective and everything else. Yeah, I'd probably put it down to that. Well, I was just going to say, in regards to writing 
songs as a group. Do you think that your inspirations growing up, such as Green Day and Pearl Jam, they've all influenced the way you write music as a band? Um, writing music is different. I mean, like, writing is different. I think we all have we all have influences, yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's like Pearl Jam, Green, like Green Day, um, I mean, Ed Sheeran was a big thing for me when I was young and then like Catfish in the Bottom and DMAs, stuff like that. I think Oasis has influenced us all. But then, you know, you hear in um, like in Jim's drumming, a lot of it's like Led Zeppelin. Um, James, you know, loves, you know, his jazz and he played jazz as a young kid all the way up until he finished school. So a lot of his bass lines are influenced through that. Reese is a massive Pink Floyd head and, love sticky fingers so a lot of his guitar lines are influenced by that so we coming back to that four different people in their four different lanes you know we all have mutual influences and mutual interest in the same sort of artist but then we all have these you know vastly different um passions and 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 likes and interests um that come together and you know it's it's the different stuff that influences all that when it comes together that what's that's what makes highline mm. um good and especially in this new stuff i think um so yeah i think we're all when we write we're all of course influenced by you know the people we love and have listened to since you know we were kids um but it's not like we all just take from green day otherwise you just get another green day yeah Um, it's just uh yeah it's a culmination of a bunch of different things and different you know influences and and putting your own spin on it, as you said. But yeah, of I mean, I gotta say, Highline did start off very successful. I mean, you've got you've got your song Had to Be Said, which was your first and currently is your most popular song. And it was even featured in the Grok magazine and Beat of the Week in September 2019 in Western Australia. And you were also featured on Triple R radio, over 172,000 streams on Spotify. Sure, it's more since then, but what was that sort of attention and success? like for you what did that mean to you early on oh i mean it was awesome we 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 got lucky like we you know we got put on a um we got put on uh picked up on a spotify like playlist it was like a new rock thing so um yeah we were lucky enough to get a lot of exposure through that um yeah all, all the the articles were great i mean the the melbourne thing was cool we drove down there and got to play live on triple r radio which was fun um yeah, I mean, it, it was it was awesome. It, it meant it meant that we could like play some pretty good shows, and uh, we yeah we grew quite quickly. I mean, Spotify is amazing. I mean, we have people come um, from all over Sydney at the moment, and you know we have people in Melbourne and Brisbane who you know listen to us, and just because they stumbled across us on Discover Weekly or something like that, you know. So um, it was awesome. And then yeah, I mean, hearing you know those magazines and blogs and stuff right nice things was was good too it means you know we're on the right track so uh yeah we loved it it was very exciting and um yeah it's uh sort of that song definitely sort of was the launch pad for Highline. i mean is that the type of song that you sort of finish your concerts with the song that everyone really knows <laughs> yeah yeah we we tend to play it at the end Good to end with a bang. Everyone just knows the lyrics to that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's um, 
it's 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 fun. It's a fun one. It's uh, one. It's definitely all about one of our favorite songs to play, just purely because yeah, everyone knows it. And congratulations on your new song, "Staying Sane," which came out on February nineteenth. What was the inspiration behind "Sign"? I guess what are some of the messages in the song? I wrote this this in COVID last year, and it was you know after uh, a relationship of mine had fallen through, and it's all about pretty much just putting yourself first after uh, the end of a relationship, really. I mean, it was about the dialogue and the, you know, the conversations had after, after the end. Um, and it's about still caring for someone and still wanting to be there for them um, when they need you, when they reach out, but identifying that you can't do that. And you got to sort of just put it away. They're not your problem take care of yourself type thing. So, um, yeah, the whole song is, you know, it's quite attitude and moody and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, it's more just a reflection on, you know, self-care, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah, it's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> I guess writing about things which are pretty universal and I guess a lot of people can relate to in some way makes the song even more sort of genuine and people I guess connect to it in some way yeah for sure I mean I feel like every everyone's been through something similar like you don't you don't end a relationship with someone and it just ends you know like there's always follow-on carry-on stuff like that so um yeah I think you know I write a lot about my personal experience and they tend to be experiences had by many other people. So um, I think that's what, yeah, yeah, they're relatable for sure. What's next in store for Highline? So we've got a big show coming up at Oxford Arts Factory on April 3rd. Um, you can find tickets on our website, highlinemusic.com.au and you know, our socials and everything like that. Um, We've got new music coming out. We've got a whole EP to re- still yet, yet to be released. So you just got to have to keep an eye out for release dates and stuff like that. Um, we're planning to do this year what we never really could do last year as well, which is tour. So um, we'll be, you know, announcing a bunch of shows soon. Um, and we look to, you know, head up and down the coast, east coast of Australia and uh, take our music interstate, which will be um, exciting. So yeah, I think uh, we've got a big year ahead. We've got more songs in the bank. We've got more songs, more demos, more stuff to record. So um, we're just going to keep going and, uh, you know, grow Highline as much as we can and, you know, continue to play and have fun. And, um, yeah, that's about it. And, Sam, what advice would you give to people about following their passions? You know, if it's if it's training more, if it's, you know, performing more, every little thing that pops up you've got to take advantage of whether it's playing a show for 10 people in some underground bar or you know we drove to melbourne 10 hours just to play two or three songs on on the radio for one night at like midnight (laughs) you know it's just gotta you just gotta put in the work and take every opportunity you can and i wouldn't uh i don't think there's any use in sort of shying away from anything that has to do with your passion, no matter how big or small. And Sam, just before I let you go, where can people hear your music? Where can they go to learn more about you and Highline as a band? Yeah, so um, 
you can go Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream music um, or buy music, you know, we're, we're there. It's just under Highline. Um, our Instagram, Highline Music AU, and our website, highlinemusic.com.au, has, you know, a bunch of details, tickets, um, merch, videos, music, everything. So, um, yeah, we, um, we, we post a lot, keep people updated, so make sure you check in, follow all that stuff. Um, yeah. Well, Sam, we look forward to keeping an eye out on how Highline's progressing. We wish you all the best of luck with this year and into the future. Thanks so much for joining me on the Passionate Podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Jack. Thanks very much for having me um, and best of luck with you know, the passion effect. Thank you so much, Sam. You're crushing it with Highline. Love what you're doing. And thank you to everyone for listening to episode 28 of the Passion Effect podcast. Let us know what you thought of today's episode on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at the Passion Effect podcast for announcements and information on future episodes. And please be sure to check out the first ever Passion Effect newsletter. Link is on Facebook and Instagram. I'm your host, Jack Pittman. And until next time, keep following your passion.